Welcome to your prayer intentions with author Peter and Jimmy. And we welcome your prayers at WQPHradio.org. Oh Mary, send my prayers to heaven. Don't let another day go by. You can ask the Lord to help me. When my cross gets heavy and my soul is dry. Oh Jesus, hear my cry. Oh Mary, send my prayers to the sky. Along with all of my intentions, every word takes flight. Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Prayer Intentions. And we're going to jump right into the Gospels stuff this week. And I want to mention that in some parishes, although probably not any around here, there's actually a set of optional readings because this Sunday is also, although it's an ordinary time, there's an optional feast because it's the feast day of St. John Paul II, which is obviously a great feast day. If it was a weekday, that'd be the optional readings that people would be using on a Sunday it very rarely happens but they are available if you go to the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops website you'll be able to see what those readings are so we're not going to touch those readings today but we're going to ask St. John Paul II to pray for us today as we pray for people's prayer intentions well we're going to do all three readings today and I want to start with again this is for the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time Let's start with Isaiah in the first reading. Thus says the Lord to his anointed Cyrus, whose right hand I grasp, subduing nations before him and making kings run in his service, opening doors before him and leaving the gates unbarred. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen one, I have called you by your name, given you a title, though you knew me not. I am the Lord. There is no other. There is no God besides me. It is I who arm you, though you knew me not, so that towards the rising and setting of the sun, people may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord. There is no other. That's the first reading. Second reading. This is from the start of the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians, and God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, remembering you in our prayers, unceasingly calling to mind your work of faith and labor of love and endurance and hope of our Lord Jesus Christ before God our Father, knowing, brothers and sisters, loved by God, how you were chosen. For our gospel did not come to you in word alone, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much conviction. And notice the connection between the two there in that Isaiah declares God, the God of all. If you're having this power, it's because I choose to do it for the sake of what must be done. And again, Paul and Silvanus and Timothy talks about the whole power of the Holy Spirit bringing the, the work of faith and labor and love to the people of Thessalonians. And now the gospel, and this is one of the most familiar gospels readings that there is. The Pharisees went off, and this is from uh, the Gospel of Matthew. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. 
they sent their disciples to him with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man, that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth, and are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. They handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that he said to them, Then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. Now again, that is one of the most famous gospel stories. If you're a Catholic at all, you've probably heard it all your life. If if you're even if you're a non-Catholic, if you're any type of Christian, you've heard this story over and over. Again, you'll see it quoted in movies, most famously Sergeant York. That's the turning point which allowed uh, makes him decide that he's he can fight. And I think that, and given what's going on in Israel and Gaza right now, it's worth bringing up that scene in that movie. You'll remember in the movie, Sergeant York is a pacifist. He does not want to fight. And the real, you know, Alvin York was, you know, member of a sect. He did not want to fight. He didn't believe in it. And he was given a history of the United States and a Bible. And he concentrated on to render unto Caesar what was Caesar's and what was unto God and what's unto what's God. And of course he ended up winning the Medal of Honor, cleaning out a bunch of Germans who were pinning people down. And there's a moment in the movie when uh, he's asked by his commanding officer. And he says, you know, Sergeant, I understand that... Uh, you made it clear that you were willing to die for your country but didn't want to kill for it. What made you change your mind? And he says, oh, you know, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. He says, I'll, I'll answer. He says, I'm just as much against killing as I ever was. But I'm on, on that ridge, and those machine guns were killing hundreds, maybe thousands. And there wasn't anything to do but to stop those guns. And so I stopped him, and he basically flanked the, the German line himself and just until a bunch of them surrendered. He captured a hundred and something people single-handedly after killing about 17 or 18. And the officers are, so you mean you did it to save lives? And he said, that's the most amazing thing of all. And when you look at what's happening in the Middle East today, that parallel is very strong. As we remember the women and children who were slaughtered and the people of Israel taking steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. And again, you're paying God and you're paying Caesar. And again, let's go, go back to the first reading again. I've given you a title, though you knew me not. It is I who arm you, though you knew me not, so that through the rising and setting of the sun people may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, there is no other. So these readings remind us that, yes, we have our duty to God, and we must pay that duty to God. Don't think for one moment that we cannot pay that 
the duty to God. For he is God, there is no other. And Christ reminds us, you know, when he says, pay to Caesar what is due Caesar, but pay to God what's due to God. Now, what is due to God? Our worship is due to God. Our devotion is due to God. The loving of our neighbor as ourselves and to protect our neighbor as well. If our neighbor is in trouble, we are to help them. And if someone's trying to help our neighbor, if we don't want to get involved, remember the story of the uh, Good Samaritan. All the people did not want to get involved. Well, you get, in fact, there's a, and what happened to the, everyone decided, oh, I love my neighbor, but I don't want to get involved. The Samaritan lies there and dies. There was an old fable from when I was a kid about children going to the Angelus and praying, kneeling down, you'd pray the Angelus three times a day at noon, at six at night, and six in the morning. And when the Angelus sounded, the kids knelt down to pray, but one of them, they were near a well, and one of them fell into the well. And instead of getting them out, the person finished their Angelus prayer and then went to get them out, but by then they had drowned. You know, pay to Caesar what is Caesar, and to God's what's God's. The payment to God would have been to save that person. To do what needed to be done to save those lives. And sometimes we will use this. People will use this, oh, well, we have a duty to the state. We can't worry about God or we have a duty God we can't worry about our duty to our fellow man as well well if you read the letters of Paul you'll notice obedience to the state pray for the emperor again this is the the emperor who was ruling over Israel at the time who had taken over had conquered the Jewish state pray for him these are all things we have to consider. But the most important thing we have to consider from this is notice the duplicity. The duplicity in trying to use it. I mean, we've talked about the payment, giving God what's due to God and giving Caesar what's given Caesar. But let's also talk about the duplicity in this passage. That people wanted to destroy Jesus. They wanted a reason to be able to attack him. They needed an excuse to justify something that was unjust. So they hoped to twist words. They hoped to trap him. They hoped to use Christ's devotion to God as a means of destroying him. They hoped to use his loyalty to the truth as a means to destroy him. And how often do people use nice-sounding words or to try and destroy someone else? How often do people play, oh, we, we are, oh, we're trying to do the right thing here, but actually have a duplicitous intent and we see that a lot in the political world we see that a lot in society where people will beat their breasts 
while you know going after people it's like as the as sir humphrey said in the old television series yes prime minister it is necessary to get behind someone in order to stab them in the back and unfortunately we see this quite a lot we see people willing and able and happy to go after folks and use these situations to their advantage. So let's be careful not only to make sure that we give God what's due God, but let's also make sure that we don't use our devotion as a method of attack. Let's make sure that we don't jump at the chance to use the words of God as a weapon of battle. Because, and I'm going to steal a line from uh, my own pastor who was talking about the Hamas attacks and noticed how all of the defense of them are religious in nature. If you look at the words that are being said. And he pointed out that not only were the people involved breaking the fifth commandment, thou, you know, thou shalt not kill, but they were breaking the second commandment, thou shalt not use the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Think about this for a second, because when people think of, oh, you're using the name of the Lord thy God in vain, they think of people swearing, like when they kick their foot accidentally. But think about that. When you justify mass murder by saying God wants it, by saying God demands the murder of these people, as the uh, Hamas people were saying concerning the Jews. We are breaking the second commandment. We are using God's name in vain by claiming that God is demanding the slaughter of people, as I should say they are. So again, they're using God to justify mass murder. It's done regularly. And again, that's the abuse of the second commandment. And it's not, it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon at all. It's a terrible thing. But we have to recognize that it happens. And again, it's the same abuse that we were seeing the people in the gospel reading doing in that gospel. The very same thing, trying to use the love of God and the respect of God as a weapon to bring somebody down. And it's a terrible thing.
and we have to beware of it because many times stuff like this will happen and we will not even realize we're doing it and that is using the name of the Lord God in vain now let's get to our uh, prayer requests I mean you got the slaughter in Israel you have the war that's coming out of it you have the various violence if you go to wqphradio.org slash prayer wall but you can put one on there if you have a request just go there post your prayer request we'll be very happy to pray for them here on this show wqph893 at comcast.net that's wqph893 at comcast.net so you can send us a prayer request there we will pray for our standing prayer requests which is for Nancy for Mary Lotz for Jake for the priests of the diocese for the donors of WQPH and thank you so much to you donors of WQPH because you keep us on the air and allow us to do what we're doing and of course we're going to pray for the people of Israel and the members of the IDF and we're also going to pray for the people in Gaza and even for the killers of Hamas. And the reason why we're going to do that, and let me remind everybody there who is listening, that every single one of the, and this is a great mystery, every single one of those people, even the killers and the killed, were both loved by God. And that Christ died for both of their sins. And that every single one of them is one repentance and confession away from forgiveness. And that when such a person repents, there is great joy in heaven. Because that's the sheep that got away. Do I expect that to happen? Probably not. But even if a few do, it's a win for humanity. Every person who avoids hell is a win for humanity. And every soul that goes to hell is a defeat for all humanity. So we will pray for them, as we are commanded to, pray for our enemies. That is a non-optional Christian doctrine. So in that spirit, we're going to pray the first sorrowful mystery, which is the agony in the garden. And we're also going to offer it for the intention of all those who do not go for confession, which I always pray for every time I pray the first sorrowful mystery. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The first sorrowful mystery is the agony of the garden. We offer thee, O Lord Jesus, this eleventh decade in honor of the agony of the garden of olives. I ask of thee through this mystery and through the intercession of thy holy mother, contrition for our sins, and especially for those who do not go to confession. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls into heaven, especially those who are most need of thy mercy. May the grace and mystery of the agony in the garden come down to our souls. Amen. And now for those doing the indulgence calendar for the intentions of the Holy Father. Glory be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle, be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. And we pray this as we pray everything. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we're almost out of time, so we're going to go straight to the closing prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God of mercy, as we reach out to those seeking you, send forth your Holy Spirit upon this show, upon all those who carry the show and all those who are listening to renew us in faith. Enable us to share the good news of the gospel with loving words and caring deeds so that those who have drifted away may be drawn to your church and follow the way of your son Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the light. We make our prayer through Jesus our Lord. Amen. We pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Till next time, this is Peter and Jeremy of Your Prayer Intentions saying goodbye. God bless you all. On the WQPH community calendar. If you get a chance, swing down to St. Bernard's Parish at St. Camilla's Church on Mechanic Street in Fitchburg. And at the entrance, there are envelopes with the names of bishops. And we, we talked about adopt a bishop. There are prayer cards and stuff that you can grab so that you can adopt a bishop to pray for. They're sitting there right at the entrance of the church. If you walk in, you look to the right just before the confessional. They're on a little table. So if you want to do the adopt a bishop, go down to the church there, get an envelope, get the prayer cards, and adopt a bishop to pray for. The country needs your prayers, and the bishops who are going to shepherd us through this time, no matter how this time ends, are going to need it more, because they're going to be the ones who will help us to get to where we need to go as the princes of Christ. So go down there and, get, and grab one and adopt a bishop, or just pray for a bishop on your own. On the WQPH 89.3 FM community calendar, St. Bernard's Parish at St. Camillus Church in Mechanic Street in Fitchburg is looking for adorers for their days of adoration. Adoration is currently Monday after the 8.30 a.m. daily mass 
till 7 p.m. and Tuesdays after the 8.30 Mass till 4 p.m. They're also looking for adorers on Sundays. That'll be running from after the 8 a.m. Mass till after the 6 p.m. Mass on Sundays. If you have an interest in doing adoration on either of those days or in the Sunday adorations, email us at wqph893 at comcast.net. That's wqph893 at comcast.net. Subject line, adoration. This has been the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar. You're listening to WQPH 89.3 FM Shirley Fitchberg. And now a word from author Peter and Jimmy, who is the host of Your Prayer Intentions, taking place every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Whether you're donating money or giving us prayers, without you, we don't go on. And if you do want to help us go on, please consider going to wqphradio.org. There's a donate button there. You can give once, you can give monthly, and it makes a difference. It keeps all of our shows, and we have a great lineup of shows, keeps us going. And whether you're a fan of uh, your prayer intentions, whether you like Steve's show, Benedict's Hammer Sundays at Midnight, whether you like Brother Matthew and Brother Anthony from From the Housetops, which is on Sundays, 10.30 a.m. and 4 p.m. Whether you're a fan of the Children's Rosary, which we have every day at 5 p.m., seven days a week. Whether you like our local matter show, which is Saturday at 11, or Talk Catholic, which comes right after us at 12.30. Larry's Music Off, Sunday at 11 a.m. We have the Shepherd's Pie Saturdays at 1 p.m. Or Dan and Tom with the 13th Apostle, which comes just before us at 1130. Any of those shows and all the stuff you donate, you help these things come out. But what also at the WQPH website, in addition to podcasts of our shows, is the prayer wall. Right on the prayer wall, support WQPH and get WQPH 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on WQPHradio.org. This is Peter and Jemmy, host of Your Prayer Intentions, every Saturday here on 89.3 WQPH Shirley Fitchburg. Do you have a prayer request that you'd like me to pray for or perhaps the whole community? Well, include that prayer request in an email. Specify if you want it on air or off and email that prayer request to WQPH893 at Comcast.net. Let me repeat that. It's WQPH893 at Comcast.net, and we will pray for you. If you have an urgent request that you're looking for immediate prayer, tweet me directly at the Tech Guy blog on Twitter or the Tech Guy blog on Gab. God bless you.